Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in just 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi, and we just got absolutely blessed by the Marvel news gods yesterday, friends. I mean, I woke up to find Twitter in an absolute fury of fire with that amazing three-minute Phase 4 sizzle reel yesterday, and I proceeded to watch it like seven or eight times in a row. Right away, as fast as I could, because that sizzle reel was absolutely phenomenal. I will say the drawbacks of living on the West Coast, you wake up to like a bajillion Twitter notifications. Not actually a bajillion, but I mean, I had like 30 and I was like, what's going on? What, what is everybody doing? And wham, phase four, we got release dates, we got title cards, we got official movie names it all happened, and it all happened so early in the morning for me, and it and it blew my brain. But before I jump into this sizzle roll, real sizzle roll, ooh, sizzle roll. That's like what is that? Like a, cr- a cross between a cin- cinnamon roll and, and something. I don't know. Before I jump into the sizzle reel, I want to talk. You know, I'm going to talk about all the movies. I want to talk about what I'm most excited for, etc. I have five awards, five categories that I'm going to talk about. But before I do that, I wanted to jump into some WandaVision news, actually. You know, this episode is pretty pretty news-heavy. I think that's all we're going to cover in this episode, because the news is is wild. The news is very heavy. And we got some WandaVision news, which, which is kind of weird, kind of wild to say that seven weeks after the show uh, ended, we finally have some information regarding Doctor Strange and what his role would have been or was going to be in WandaVision. So this is interesting because Kevin Feige came out and said that the original plan was to have Doctor Strange appear in the final episode of WandaVision and that the commercials were a message from him to try to contact Wanda. Whoa. Like, first of all, whoa. I read that and I was like, hold on a second. Like, let me hold on to something so I don't fall over. That is pretty cool. And and first off, like my gut reaction would have been like, yo, that's super dope. Like that's very fun, very cool. I would have loved to see Doctor Strange on the screen. And I think it would have been really cool for him to show up in a Disney Plus show. Obviously, I think we we're all kind of expecting that or thinking that or hoping that at some point. And, you know, I think I think all that build up to see Doctor Strange pull through last minute and realize that he's been trying to contact Wanda this entire time, I think that would have been cool. I think that would have been a good payoff. I would have felt good about it. I would have been like, yeah, this is this is sick. Like we Disney Plus shows are officially like streamlined with the movies now. This is cool. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there because but I have a big uh big thing to talk about here. I think about it a little bit more. And I start to go the other way. I start to feel the other way because it's, it's similar, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, it's similar to how I feel if Steve Rogers would have showed up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers shows up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, bang, the entire show becomes about Steve Rogers. The legacy, what people remember about the show, oh yeah, remember that, that, that was so crazy. People forget that the show is going to be about Sam, it's about Bucky's redemption arc, it's about other things, Zemo dancing, and... That would have had a really, really big, I feel like a negative impact to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I'm going to relate it, relate it to that because if 
Doctor Strange would have showed up. It would have caused that moment in WandaVision where people would have said Doctor Strange showed up and it was all this entire show was to get to Doctor Strange, which is false. We know that. This this show, it was Wanda's story, right? It's her learning magic. It's her becoming the Scarlet Witch. It's her starting to understand who she truly is and what magic abilities that she possesses. If Doctor Strange would have showed up, that entire growth storyline kind of would have been just absolutely obliterated, right? Like, Stephen Strange is here, and, oh, yeah, he knows how to use magic. He's a Sorcerer Supreme, so he's just going to teach you how to do it. So, like, why did we go through all this growth of turning into Scarlet Witch and figuring out how to use runes and, like, all this crazy stuff? Kevin Feige goes on to say, we didn't want the end to be commoditized to go to the next movie. Here's the white guy. Let me show you how your power works. 100% agree with what Kevin Feige says here. And to me, it honestly sounds like Marvel avoided some serious backlash about Wanda like getting mansplained to because I could see this being a massive issue obviously on social media um, but but people would have taken to the streets riots possibly would have happened I mean I, I could see that being the case of you know we don't want Doctor Strange telling Wanda how to use her magic because she's learning how to do it on her own and I am I'm happy with that it would have been cool to see him on the screen that wasn't what the story needed that is not where it should have gone and I think, I think that it's good that Marvel and Kevin Feige and team decided not to put Doctor Strange in the show. I think they saved their behinds. And truthfully, I'm super excited to see what happens with Wanda. Like, now the mystery is, is still out there. We don't know if she links up with Doctor Strange at some point in time. We don't know what she's going to learn from the Darkhold. We don't know how this is going to work for Wanda so I think we're on the right path. Uh, let me know. Do you think it would have been better if Doctor Strange would have showed up in the end of WandaVision? Because that's an interesting interesting hot topic. Uh, and, you know, I love talking WandaVision, especially since it's been so long. WandaVision, WandaVision. I'm just going to cry. <laughs> All right, y'all. Phase 4 got me sweating. Got me sweating. I am so hyped for Phase 4. Let's talk about this scissor reel that dropped on on Twitter, on all social media yesterday. I mean, I was losing it. And to have Stan Lee do a voiceover of like, hey, we're all we're all humans, we're all in this together. It's, it's going to get me in the feels again. I'm going to have to watch it again. It's too crazy. We have 10 movie release dates, and that's just in Phase 4. Listen, people, this is just Phase 4. I'm not even talking about Disney Plus shows that we're getting in Phase 4. Like, Phase 4 about to about to blow some minds. Like, this is this is Michael Scott meeting level blow some minds. Uh, because this is insane. I'm going to list the 10, the 10 that we have real quick. Black Widow, July 9th, 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September 3rd, 2021. Eternals, November 5th, 21. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, shout out my boy. Peter Parker, December 17th, 21. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. And then here are the new ones that we got. And we didn't know this before yesterday. So we've got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022. That title is sublime. 
Love to see it. That is dynamite, and it is far superior than Black Panther 2. Um, the Marvels, November 11th, 2022. Also, dynamite. Love to see Marvel getting creative with some of the titles, some of the movie titles, because in this movie, it looks like you're going to have Captain Marvel. Obviously, this was gonna. This is Captain Marvel 2, so you're going to have Captain Marvel. You're going to have Miss Marvel, and then you're going to have Monica Rambeau, known in the comics at one point as Captain Marvel. So we have the Marvels. And I just want to say now, that movie's going to slap. Um, then we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We knew this, but we didn't have a date before. So now we've got February 17, 2023. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. I mean, people, this is two years into the future, which is bananas. And then this is a real interest, uh, you know, ended with an interesting, interesting image. It was the Fantastic Four image, and the, the the hot topic debate here is, is it Fantastic Four, or did, is it just, you know, a resemblance of Phase Four? This is absolutely Fantastic Four. There's no getting, there's no, that's, that's what the Fantastic Four logo looks like, people. This is Fantastic Four, and there's no official announcement, there's no anything, but now, Fantastic Four looks like it's going to be a Phase Four movie? Like, I, I think this is where we're going with this? And it looks fantastic. So I've got five five categories that I'm going to assign a movie to here. And I made these categories up, so they might be really good. They also might not be great in the slightest. Uh, I think they're wonderful. So I've got five categories. First category, the movie I'm looking forward to the most. This is standard category. You know, I had to do it. I've got a lot of movies to choose from. i got to say what I'm looking forward to the most. And if you listen to this show, you know where I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand by my boy. Peter Parker, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man then. Uh, this is absolutely the f- the movie out of the entire slate of Phase Four that I'm looking forward to the most. Chances of Toby and Andrew showing up with a potential multiverse storyline. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like that's you you know uh, I say I'm just feeding at the at the rumor trough here. Give him, give me all the all the Spider-Man rumors because I will just eat them like slop. Give them to me. I need them. I need them to survive. Um, second category here. Underdog movie. Now, I feel like everybody's pretty hyped on pretty much all of these. I think, the from what I can gather, people are the least hyped about the Eternals. And I could see that. Like, unknown property. We don't really know what's going on. We have 11 seconds of footage that we've seen so far. Like, nobody knows really what's happening. So, I, I get that. Um... Underdog movie. I'm going with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I don't hear people talking about this movie at all. Yes, it's an Ant-Man movie. So we know it's going to be funny. We know it's going to be good. It's going to be lots of just fun prop times. We get more Luis, uh, I assume. Oh, God, I can only hope. Like, oh, man, it just hit me. What if we don't get Luis? Or very much Luis. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there right now. We're just going to, we're just going to truck forward. We're going to, we're going to move forward. Quantumania, I feel like it's got a high, high potential for lots of world building and lots of future stage setting. I feel like this could be coming at the end of Phase 4. It looks to be the third to last out of Phase 4. Could do a lot of Phase 5-like building blocks. I feel like uh, knowing that it's Quantumania, knowing that we're we're, I'm sure we're going to get more Quantum Realm. We're going to get more things along that line. I think that is where we're headed. And yes, it's not new. We've seen Ant-Man before, but I think it'll just be bigger. I think it'll just be Ant-Man 
and then Giant Man, and then like Mega Giant Man. I think that's where we're we're headed with this one. All right, next category: most cinematic. Out of all these movies, most cinematic. Look, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever gets my honorable mention in this category for sure. Ryan Coogler knows absolutely what the heck he is doing. Black Panther, right? Like as to date, I would say one of maybe the most cinematic movie in the MCU. Um, it is. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. But for Phase 4, I'm going with Eternals. I think Eternals is going to be the most cinematic movie out of the entire phase. New Now that we know that Chloe Zhao has insisted on using practical sets and locations, uh, like a sunset and a beach, and I think that looks phenomenal from the, the screen caps that we have, it's going to feel very surreal. It's going to feel otherworldly and... You can bet I'm going to go see this on the biggest screen humanly possible. Like, the biggest screen that I can find, I am there for the Eternals. Um, Absolutely there. Okay, the next category, I wouldn't want to be the villain. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, This, I feel very strongly about. I definitely would not want to be the villain in the Marvels. Going against Captain Marvel, Spectrum, and Miss Marvel, bruh. You're going down. You're losing. That's, That's just a fact. That's... There's no no beating those three crazy superpowered ladies. Like it's just a fact. I think it's going to be a really fun movie. I think it's going to be a really powerful movie and I'm curious how it will feed off of Captain Marvel 1 with that kind of throwback style to it uh and how it'll shape, you know, how that style will shape the Marvels. Um I think it'll be cool and th- that's our first like direct show to movie like Show, start on a show with Miss Marvel and we'll only have a show at that point and then go to the movies. I think that's really exciting. The last category that I have is uh, don't mind me just experiencing all the feels. I felt like I needed to put this one in because I need to talk Black Panther Wakanda forever. That's that's just what's going to happen. I feel like that's what's going to happen for everybody. I have unparalleled trust in Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler and everybody involved in that movie that it will just be purely excellent. Um, if we get a Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman funeral, I'm a ball. That's for sure. If we don't get a funeral, I'm still going to ball. Like, I just feel like people are going to have all the feels for this this movie. I feel like it, it's going to be an, an absolute giant event, possibly even a bigger event than, than the first Black Panther was. I feel like this is going to get me in all the feels. Absolutely. Um, so... You know, that's going to be, whew, that's going to be a good one. Uh, there is no doubt about that. Uh, you know, what movies would you put in those categories? Let me know. Get at me at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, real quick, before I get out of here, I just want to let you know, happy May the 4th. I know this is a Marvel podcast, but hey, I'm a pretty big Star Wars guy as well. You know, I'm, I'm just a nerd in general. So I love Star Wars. And I wanted to throw it down real quick uh, that... I am going to celebrate May the 4th by watching my favorite Star Wars movie tonight, and that is The Last Jedi. Bang. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the show with a massive hot take like that. The Last Jedi is the best, most enjoyable, storyline cohesive, cinematic Star Wars property that currently exists. And I'm going to end it at that because, uh, you know, I could go into that for a long, long time. Uh, you know, what Marvel movie are you most excited for? Let me know at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to join me every Thursday on Twitch over at twitch.tv backslash 15 Minutes of Marvel for a live podcast. I go live every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. I chat about all of the Marvel things that I cannot fit into this 
15-minute episode and 15-minute podcast, and it's always a good time. Uh, so, you know, be sure to check it out every Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, and be sure to subscribe to this show on any major podcast platform. I will see you back here next time as I give you my list of the funniest characters within the MCU. <clears throat> Luis? Anybody? Luis? I am Ethan Simi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Oh.